How'd you know there'd been foul play at Jim Murdoch's place, Barney? I went there just to spend the evening with my friend Jim, and the house showed signs of a terrible fight. Gosh, where's Murdoch? That's just it. The door was open wide with a wind howling through the house, and there was furniture upset and things busted, and no sign of Jim Murdoch around anywhere. Who went there? How'd I know? I spent some time looking around the house. The hearty cry of Hi-Yo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of the Lone Ranger. People of seven states thrilled to the daring action of a phantom figure of the plains who rode in the cause of justice. No one ever knew where he came from nor where he went when he completed his heroic deeds. But even today the cowboys gather around the campfire and tell stories of this famous masked man, of his heavy six guns with their bullets of silver, of his great white horse, the fastest the West has ever known. Here he comes, riding like the wind, blazing new trails in the west of old. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, old boy. That's it, old fellow. We have a big job ahead of us. We must hurry, old boy. Hurry, old Jim Murdoch was a wealthy man. He drew huge profits from the gold mine he owned, and out of those profits, he had built a large home standing on the edge of Grant's Canyon. As tonight's story opens, we see him with a visitor, Barney Holden, the man to whom Murdoch owed his present position. Holden has brought news from town. So that's what Abe Jenkins planned to do with you, Murdoch. Come here demanding that I help him out, huh? Yeah. He claims that you and him owned the mine between you. Then you suggested that you split it, Need you take a section for your own and work it independent. That's just what we done. Well, he's sore because your half panned out first rate while his wasn't worth a hoot. Well, we both took the same risk, didn't we, Holden? Sure. <laughs> as far as he knows. You don't reckon he suspects the truth, do you? Uh, how could he? 
Then why is he talking around town about coming to me for help? He's desperate. That's why, Murdoch. Yeah? His wife is sick and his kid's half-starved. Ah. He figures you could spare some grub and blankets without never missing them. So he's coming here to demand that same. I see. He said some pretty hard things about you. Ah. The worst of it is, Jim, most everyone in town sides with him. It'd be tough if he ever did learn the truth about that deal. I know enough law to know that he could make it downright tough for you. I wish he'd move out in these parts. I'd pay him to do it. That'd be smart. If he wasn't around here, there wouldn't be no chance of his ever learning the truth. But he won't move away. Maybe if I offered him some cash... That'd only make him all the more suspicious. He suspects enough already. Maybe so. You offer him cash to move away after refusing him loans, and he'd know there was something funny about that gold mine deal. It'd be worth a lot to me to have him out of the way. Would it? Yes, it... What do you mean? Just that. Would it be worth a lot to you to get him out of your way? You talk like you might have ideas. Maybe I have. I wouldn't want a a murder on my hands. Mm. That wouldn't be necessary, Jim. It was you that schemed the gold mine deal in the first place. It made you rich. Maybe you got another smart idea. Suppose I sort of outline it and see how you like it. Yeah. Suppose you do. While Murdoch and Holden made further plans against Abe Jenkins the man they'd already robbed, Jenkins was making his way to Murdoch's home. As he approached the large house at the canyon's edge, he loosened the safety catch on his holster to make sure he could draw in a hurry. If he's there alone, I'll make out all right. Hate to think of robbing a man, but I'd do more than that to see Martha and the kids warm and well-fed for once. Hope he's alone in there. Who is it? It's me! Abe Jenkins! Open up, Murdoch! I want to talk with you! Sakes alive, Abe. What brings you out on this sort of night? Step inside. I aim to... Sit down by the fire and warm up. You must have had a hard trip from the valley. Not as hard as going back will be. How's that? It's downhill going back, ain't it? Yep. Only I'll have a lot of things to carry when I go back. Murdoch... I'm here for some cash money, some grub, and some blankets. Yeah? Yes, and I'm going to get them. Here, put down that shooting iron. What ails you? Maybe you never faced a man that was driven to thieving by the sight of his wife and kids being cold and sick and hungry. Well, you're facing one right now. You don't mean your folks. Yes. Gosh, I didn't know that. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you thought I was fooling when I asked you to lend me some cash a while back. Will I? I ain't in the habit of lending money... But if it's grub and blankets you want, sakes alive, Abe, you're welcome to them. All you can carry. All a mule can carry. A mule wouldn't eat the grub my kids have had to eat for the past week. I'm downright sorry things are so tough. Maybe you know why they're tough. What do you mean? You pulled a slick trick on me when you talked me into splitting the gold mine. That gave you all the land that was worth anything. Now, Abe, you know that ain't a fair charge. I took the same chance you did. I didn't think your half would peter out. No. Of course I didn't. No more than I thought my half would turn out rich. I can't prove nothing, so I'll shut up about the mistake I made. But I'm getting food and blankets. Why, sure. Come on, Abe. We'll fix up a big bundle for you to take along with you. Uh, 
I don't know what to make of you, Murdoch. Why? You're acting a darn sight different about this than I thought you would. I ain't as bad as you tried to tell everyone I was, Abe. How'd you know what I've been telling folks? I hear things. Maybe you heard me telling it around that I hope someday to prove that you knew half of the mine was no good. No, I ain't heard nothing like that. There ain't no truth in it. Maybe not. But what about that stuff? Come on with me and you'll get it. Gosh, Jenkins, I'm glad to help you and your folks out. Murdoch gave Jenkins the blankets and food he asked for, and he helped him to load them on a mule. Then, shortly after Jenkins had returned home with the provisions, Barney Holden hurried into the cafe in town with a startling announcement that he had found evidence of an attack upon Murdoch. The sheriff demanded further information. How'd you know there'd been foul play at Jim Murdoch's place, Barney? I went there just to spend the evening with my friend Jim, and the house showed signs of a terrible fight. Josh, where's Murdoch? That's just it. The door was open wide with the wind howling through the house, and there was furniture upset and things busted and no sign of Jim Murdoch around anywhere. Who went there? How'd I know? I spent some time looking around the house, and when I seen what must have happened to Murdoch, I hustled back here to tell you. Now, what must have happened to him? Murdoch. Did you find him? No, but you know where his house is. Right at the edge of the ravine. Yeah. What happened? There's a window looking out in the ravine, and that window was smashed. Gosh. Looked like someone had gone through it. Then we'd be likely to find Jim at the bottom of the ravine. Well, that's what I'm afraid of, Sheriff. Sakes alive. Looked to me like a robbery. Robbery and murder. Well, who could have done it? I got a blame good idea. Who? Just name the man that killed my friend and let me at him. Wait. Hey, Sam. Come in, Sheriff. Sam, you was telling me about Abe Jenkins early this evening. Yeah? What was he saying? I remember him being mad about something. Quiet, Bonnie. Go on, Sam. Well, as I recollect, Abe Jenkins was bound he'd make Jim Murdoch hand out the things he was needing. Just so. Abe Jenkins, huh? Why didn't I think of him? He's been sore at Jim Murdoch for a long time. Yeah, plenty sore. Good gosh, Abe wouldn't go that far, would he? Why wouldn't he? Ain't no telling how far a man would go when his wife and kids are cold and hungry. But Abe didn't look to me like a man that'd do murder. He was mad enough, wasn't he, Sam? Seemed like he was. Then he's the one to question. Yeah, we look at the bottom of the ravine in the morning. We may as well call on Abe right now and see what he's got to say for himself. If he's killed Jim Murdoch, then I want the personal job of dealing with him. If he's done a murder, we'll see that the law deals with him. Well, I'm betting Jenkins is plum innocent. That's the trouble. The jury will hear of all his hard luck and let him off scot-free. Oh, no, they won't, Barney. It's one of two things. Abe done it or he didn't. If he didn't do it, he won't get arrested. If he did, he'll hang. No two ways about that. Come on, we'll go and call on him. Hello. You heard all that? Mm-hmm. You remember what we heard about the way Jim Murdoch swindled Abe Jenkins? Huh? We came here to see if we couldn't get a square deal for the poor fellow. Mm, that right. Now it seems that he needs friends more than he did before. Him? Good feller. I don't think he'd do what Barney Holden says. You know plenty about that feller. Yes, I do. Come on, Kimasabi. We're going to follow the lawman and hear what Abe Jenkins has to say.
sheriff and Barney Holden, accompanied by a group of men, went immediately to Jenkins' home to question Abe. The Lone Ranger and Tonto followed them without being observed. And when the party arrived at the house, the masked man and his companion were in a position to overhear what was said. We'll stay by this window, Tonto. We can hear what's said inside the place. That's right. We're up again, Sheriff. They must be to home. Hey, ain't that one of Murdoch's mules tied there? Looks like it. Who is it? The law. Open up, Jenkins. Sheep's alive, Sheriff. What's the trouble? Won't ask you a few questions. Not so loud. You'll wake the youngsters. Been doing some cooking here, ain't you? We just fed the kids and they went to sleep. First time in weeks they had blankets enough to keep them warm. Yeah? Where'd the blankets come from? And Jim Murdoch gave them to me. When? Why, uh, tonight. I went there and he gave me a pack of food and some blankets and loaned me a little cake. That ain't true. What? You know blame well Murdoch don't give things away. I never heard of him giving anything away in my life. He don't. But he did so. You don't think I stole them from him, do you, Sheriff? Never mind what I think right now. What happened while you were there? Nothing. Why? You have a row with him? No. Nope. Listen to him. Jenkins? You was telling everybody that you'd get help from Murdoch or you'd know the reason why. He was right glad to help me. Uh, Wait, let me ask something, Sheriff. What's all these questions about anyway? Listen here, Jenkins. What else did Murdoch give you? Well, uh, he let me borrow a mule. What else? Nothing else. Look here. Jim Murdoch ain't going to you, Sheriff, and said I stole from him, has he? He ain't come to me, no. Then what? Jenkins, did he give you his gold watch? Gosh, no. Or that fancy diamond ring he wears? No. Then what are they doing there in your fireplace mantle? Oh, how'd they get there? Leaping snakes. Take a look, Sheriff. I see him. Them's Jim Murdoch's all right. I didn't put him there. I don't know how they got there. Sheriff, what's this mean? You better come along with me, Abe. For what? I ain't done nothing. Take him into custody, boys. No, no, you can't. He's told you the truth. We'll investigate some more in the morning. Investigate what? The bottom of Grant's Canyon. That's where we likely find the body. Body? Oh. Jim Murdoch's body. Hold on, you don't mean... Sheriff, you ain't saying that... Take him away, boys. He's to be held on a charge of murder. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. He was afeard that someday Jenkins might learn that I'd made a survey of the gold mine and told Murdoch that half was no good. And it was on the strength of that that Murdoch split the claim and gave Abe the worthless part? Yes, yes, that, that's the honest uh, truth. Now you got to keep your word. you you got to prove that I ain't guilty of a murder. Me get Hunter up now. You... The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.